This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Mr. Johnny Crypto, the CEO of Collecti Lab, Selman G., and the well-renowned cash flow king, Mr. Andrew Cashflow, is back on this Tuesday. So very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Cardano Testnet is now live, being considered the most significant upgrade since adding staking. We break down how this change could be one for the history books. The Chinese yuan is becoming more powerful than ever, with over 85% of central banks claiming they plan on purchasing the asset. Does this prove China is set to dominate the world of finance? Visa is launching an exclusive no-limit Bitcoin card called Bitcoin Black, and we show our listeners the original 2008 email from Satoshi Nakamoto stating that what was necessary is a digital revolution. Renowned crypto critic and gold bug Peter Schiff has his bank shut down in Puerto Rico. After being accused of nefarious activity, crypto and Peter Schiff have more in common than we may think. Ripple is bringing enormous DeFi potential to the XRPL as Hedera Hashgraph is making large strides against competing blockchains. We show our listeners how proof of stake will change the world of finance forever. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. As you can tell, we got tons of development news for you guys. So we brought the experts out. I think it's only fitting we start off with Selman. Selman, you're dressed for a business meeting. Do you know this is Good Morning Crypto? It's t-shirts only, baby. How are you feeling on this Tuesday? Thank you so much, man. I feel amazing. And I want to say thank you to everyone tuning in. I see the lovely comments and in the chat. Thank you guys so much. And hope you're doing well as, as well, uh, apps. Thank you, Selman. I'm doing awesome. I had a great night last, last night, saw some fireworks, went down to the Riverwalk. But I want to kick it to Johnny Crypto this morning because we know we spent $14,000 on fireworks this weekend. I hope it was worth the show, Johnny Crypto. How are you feeling this morning? You know, first of all, I hope people don't believe all these fake news. This show is supposed to be about real news, not fake news. Don't believe that. It was nowhere, not even, it wasn't even, it was barely in the hundreds. But anyway, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. And uh, to all our brothers and to Selman and to Abs and Andrew, good to see you. It's been a long time. I know you've had a, a great vacation and we missed you. So welcome back to the show, my brother. Welcome back, Andrew Cashflow. So we know you've been traveling the world and I'm sure you've got some lessons to teach us. If there's one thing our listeners should know after traveling Europe, what should we know, Andrew? Uh, what should you know? Um, actually, I'm happy to be back here in, in the team, of course. Uh, but also what should you know is Portugal is a beautiful country to, to have holidays, especially the south with, with, with arches and, and very rough terrain and, 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 and the ocean. And uh, However, what I also want to say, I have tried to, to push Bitcoin up all the time. I only go away for three weeks on holidays. What happens? Bitcoin plummets 40%. So what did you do, guys, all the time when I wasn't there? Sorry, Andrew. I was dumping this weekend. I actually needed some money to go visit Johnny Crypto later this summer. But we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. 1,416 followers. We're live on Monday. We're live on Thursday. Go smash that follow button because we love talking to you guys. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index. We are in extreme fear this morning, but we're climbing slowly, Johnny. I'd love to hear if you have any quick comments. We've moved out of this really low 11 range, and now we're climbing towards a 19. What catches your attention this morning? Uh, you know, again, um, I think that, you know, I thought we would go sideways in the Fear and Greed Index until July. Sometime at this point, I think we'll see a flip. I think we'll see neutral. Maybe we'll start to move up a bit. I think we'll start to maybe hopefully bottom out here and get out of this rut. Kind of like what happened last year. When did it happen? Around June 25th, something like that. Looks like so. 
you know, I think another maybe week or two we're in this, and then maybe we start to pull out of this thing for a while. So that's what I'm keeping my eye on. You've been spot on. We're going to keep an eye on this market all the way through till July because we could experience some very unique price action. But this morning, we are just ranging. We are at $880 billion in total market cap. Bitcoin is sitting at 42% dominance. Ethereum is 15%. As cash flow just broke down, Bitcoin, well, it's taken a hit this week as it's at $19,300 this morning, a possible time for accumulation. We're going to dive into this episode. Where are we in this bear market cycle compared to other things we've experienced in the past? Ethereum is just below 1100 XRP is $0.31. Cents. Cardano is $0.44. Cents. And with the Vasil Vork coming in soon, this could be a great time to be looking at Cardano. Avalanche, $16. Kronos is $0.11. Cents. Stellar, just below $0.11. Cents. And Hedera Hashgraph is $0.06 cents flat this morning. Selman, I'd love to start off with you. What catches your attention in the market this morning? And is there any projects that stick out to you above the rest? Uh, very good question. Um, so these days... All I'm focusing on is L1 uh, cryptocurrencies. So be it Ethereum, Atom, of course, XRP, right? Um, XLM. And um, what I really, really enjoy is the Cosmos ecosystem. I'm a huge fan of Cosmos as well. So, um, but on the other hand, of course, the news update that you're going to bring up, Cardano, with its uh, big update coming out, which is, which is you know, we're going to talk about that. So Cardano is a big deal, of course, has a great community and, you know, evolving technology. These are the cryptocurrencies that I'm looking out for. BNB is also one because I believe the Binance coin has, uh, especially Binance Smart Chain, has value. And, um, yeah, people build on Binance Smart Chain as well. Uh, and did I mention Hedera Hashgraph? If not, absolutely. HBAR is one of my favorite coins. So these are the ones I'm focusing on right now. And I think... Even if we go lower, these are the ones where I'm quite sure that we're going to see higher highs in the future. And that's why, you know, I'm very confident in, you know, investing in these projects. But of course, no financial advice. And we're going to break down some Hedera Hashgraph news and talk about the competitive advantages that Hedera has over Bitcoin and Ethereum and why so many developers are choosing to go to Hedera to build out these new DeFi protocols. But Johnny Crypto, we're showing the Cardano chart right now. And you've been a huge advocate of this project since day one, since I've known you. We touched $3 and we've been in a consistent bear market. It looks like we're finally starting to range at what I would call a relative bottom. What does this Cardano chart say to you? And we're about to break down how the basal fork is going to change Cardano's game forever. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been saying that all along that Cardano's moving very, very slowly with each technological release as they kind of do an upgrade. I've always um, appreciated that approach. I think that was a smart approach to take. And if you look at it, it's kind of really... I hate to say this, but I mean, it looks like it, and I'm not a technical expert, so maybe someone could speak to this, but it feels like it's really finding a bottom. There's a lot of accumulation happening here in the 44 cents range. I mean, look at the chart. It just keeps popping off. It keeps touching 44 and, and staying there. It can't, it doesn't go lower. So uh, I'm thinking big groups are buying it, but you know, we won't know for a while. I can tell you that I am buying it at this price. I like it at this price. I, of course. It's not as good as the price I first got in, but it's still, I think, a good place to start dollar cost averaging in. That's what I'm doing here because I'm a big believer in Cardano. And if you saw a tweet we posted last week, um, it was a GitHub show, like what was the most chosen selected platform for developers? And once again, guess who was number one? Do I have to say it? Cardano. (laughs) Cardano. You know, so, I mean, everybody, developers are choosing it for a reason. There's going to be a shit ton of apps out there that are going to run on it. Apps mean post potentially demand. Demand for the coin means higher price long term. So that's kind of what I'm banking on. But, you know, nobody has a crystal ball, but that's the best you can do is look at the data you have at hand today. And the data says people, developers are choosing Cardano. 100%, Johnny. And I'd love to hear from Andrew Castle here because we haven't heard from him in about a month now. So I just want to give you the floor. What projects have you been keeping an eye on? You just said that you were watching Bitcoin and you were waiting for that thing to head up. Clearly that didn't happen. So what catches your attention, Andrew? Mm, yeah, just also to say something about uh, Cardano ADA. What I, what I see here is it's, it's really a, a, an excellent low, but uh, I think it can go a little bit lower, up to uh, 36, 35. There, there is more resistance there. And if it goes really low, then it goes to 10 cents, because then you are somewhere in the October, November range of 2020. You know, it could happen. But I think if that happens, something very special must happen in the in in, in the whole whole uh, uh, crypto space or in the world 
a new war or so or something else and it will dip and it will jump up again so if you think you want to jump in not only for uh, for ada but your other uh, level one coins place already your limit orders at, at the levels where you want to buy for example every 10 percent lower place your place your buy orders that, that's what i do a lot i sleep a lot uh, better and uh, it, it's very nice because then you can you, then you can have fun with yourself and you say yes i bought at a lower price you know and then it's even nice that you see a coin go down because we all believe it will it will go up uh, and and there is so much f uh, uh, fit in the market at the moment if i see all those articles again i think the bearable bull called it the other day he called it a uh, uh, fear porn <laughs> yeah it, it is really amazing but you know as, as we always say keep keep your head together shut up your 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 your, your ears for an eyes what you don't want to see and just believe in the project because if the market go down it doesn't mean that the project will go down nothing changes in a project when it is just going on so uh yeah i mean Everything looks fine, just our patience is tested. Exactly, Andrew. And we got 190 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button. Selman, ever since I've entered this market, we've been talking about the possible collapse of stable coins and specifically Tether in this market. So Andrew brought up something really important, which is there's always going to be a narrative of fear. And one of the things that we can do is take the dollar cost averaging approach, not trying to catch the tops, not trying to catch the bottoms, but instead understanding the real world utility of these currencies, the problems that they're solving, and then just playing the waiting game, playing this long-term four or five years of creating generational wealth, getting involved in this market with the correct mindset. How do you feel about the impending stablecoin collapse? And what do you recommend for people who are more fearful than ever that there's always going to be narratives of fear in this market? Very, very good question. So first of all, uh, we need to understand that there's always going to be FUD news. And we've seen that in the bull market um, when Bitcoin hit 30K, 40K, it was always, you know, some kind of FUD news came. And then immediately a um, bullish news update came out. So it's like, you know, they're messing up with our emotions and it's an emotional game. 80% of investment of investing is basically emotions. And, and uh, what's important here is these stable coin collapses or, you know, um, uh, cases, I can only tell you everybody's talking about Tether all the time. I personally feel like um, there, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, people are talking a lot about the Tether, potential Tether collapse, but even that fear is getting priced in my opinion. I feel like there is not going to be a Tether uh, crash um, because, I mean, um, or if so, I mean, last week, you know, we have waters above here and you also, you know, brought up some important points, right? So what if this whole thing, and this is maybe conspiracy for some people, but what if all of this is basically designed just to introduce the CBDCs and make it look more attractive because it's more uh, stable and secure because it's issued by the Fed directly. And um, there is going to be regulation. So I, what I can say is based on my, uh, you know, experience and what I've, um, you know, I've done a lot of research and I personally believe that this is just another FUD news. I personally believe stay strong to your assets. So like the ones that are really um, pro providing any kind of utility, a solid utility for the community and stick to them. It's we might go lower. Yep, it is possible. But after regulation, we might see some clarity and see a great um wealth accumulation so wait for that this is the time where you want to be super super bullish and even uh, andrew brought up so, something very powerful i want to add something to that like there are many different investment um strategies some people buy every single dip some people put and i personally believe that's the best approach to put limit orders at strategic levels for example for example buying cardano right now might be good yes but it's even better to put limit orders at 36 cents for example why because we see there is a strong support level and um, maybe that's going to be the very bottom we don't know but putting you know parking your money in um in exchanges and and you know setting these limit orders might be interesting and might be um beneficial in the long run 
One of the things that stuck out to me during this bear market is that I'm not trusting exchanges nearly as much as I did in the past. And maybe it was because I wasn't as educated as I am now. But when I look at what Coinbase is doing and some of these other smaller exchanges, the lack of trust, it's 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 making me put my crypto on other on other platforms like cold storage wallets. And I think more and more people are going to be doing that. Andrew Cashwell, before we dive into our first article, I'd love to hear your comments on the long-term approach that's necessary. Johnny Crypto brought this up yesterday. People are getting involved in crypto to get rich quick. And it's the worst possible approach to come into this market with, not only because most of the bull runs, they happen in such a short time period, 99% of this money is made in a nine-month time span when it comes to cryptocurrency. So if you're not waiting to sit around for five years, you're going to miss that pump. What do you say about people who are getting in this market to make short-term cash? Um, you know, it, it's it's an emotional game. At this moment, you are in, an, if you are just starting with crypto, you are in an excellent position to put money in. And what will happen, I, I will predict you, 99% of the people that put money in, and they put a lot of money in, they will see it go up, 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 up. If it goes up, they think, oh, I have to put in more, 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 more. Then it, it will reach a top, and after the top, it will go down. And then they think, hmm. It will it will come back. No, it goes further down. It will come back. Now it goes further down. And 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 then when they reach their their yeah their 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 nervous level, their nervous breakdown, they will sell with a loss in the end. And 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 that that's all because we are human beings. So what I see is just the normal cycle. And if I go back to today, what have we seen? We have seen anxiety. We have seen denial. We have seen panic. Uh, capitulation phase we are currently more or less in the capitulation phase you know why because so many platforms are in problem it started with luna then we got celsius problems blockfi is currently uh, be, be bought by uh, by ftx uh, there are rumors about qcoin insolvent voyager stopped uh, 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 withdrawals um, i even hear new rumors about crypto.com i cannot confirm them but I have no money in crypto.com. Um, so also the, the platform Vault is, is holding uh, withdrawals. So th th this is the capitulation phase. The next phase will be the anger phase. People will become angry and then they will give up and they say, okay, I'm in a depression, you know, and that's the bottom of the market. And when will that happen? To my opinion, the next 12 to 24 months. Wow. And that's a, that's a very long time frame. And I'm surprised to hear you say that, Andrew, because we've had so many discussions. And in many ways, I do agree. But we just have had so many discussions about how long do these bear markets really last? And you just heard Andrew Cashflow say 12 to 24 months is the appropriate mindset to have when approaching this market. Don't get in buying at these low prices thinking that we're about to V-bottom out of here. We're not. We're in a consolidation phase. Cardano is 44 cents, in my opinion, extremely undervalued. But at the same time, I think we're going to be there for quite a while. So don't take the approach of, I need to get in now so I don't miss the blast off. It's the worst way to approach this market. Johnny Crypto, you got any closing comments here? No, I would agree with that comment. I think we're going to say, you know, what you tend to see, go look at the charts. You tend to see a very, very short bullish period and a very, very, very long. I can't even get it on the screen. It's so far long. Bearish market. And that's that's just the reality of it, guys. So. We're going to have some time. We're probably going to have a year or two to keep accumulating at these prices and probably lower, which is why we say DCA, dollar cost average, means you buy on the way down. You're not going to catch the bottom. If you're sitting here thinking you're going to catch the bottom, you already lost the game. So don't try to catch the bottom. Don't try to catch the top. You just catch, you just start coming. You buy when, you, when your gut tells you you believe you're, you're on the way towards the bottom. And then you might even buy a little bit on the way up as it capitulates upward in the beginning. And that's when you, that's when I'm going to stop. Amazing, Johnny. And we're going to hop into our first article for today. We got 215 live listeners out there. Show us some love, show us some support and drop kick that like button. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics. And our first article for today, well, it may not be directly correlated to crypto, but it's very important to understand, especially with the way that the macro markets are today. The Chinese one is making headway as the global reserve currency with over 85% of central banks keen on holding this asset. So some 85% of central banks said that they are invested or considering investing in the Chinese yuan. That's up 81% from last year. Central banks are on average looking to hold 5.8% of their reserves in the yuan over the next 10 years, which is up 5.7% from last year's. 
One of the things that catches my attention when reading an article like this, Johnny, is the fact that they're getting more comfortable with the Chinese one and less comfortable with U.S. assets. What do you think is driving that narrative? Because we're going to break that down a little while. You know, this is the thing that's happening here is people aren't paying attention. When, when, when something changes, you don't typically change something historic like the, the switching of a world reserve currency overnight. It's one of those things where you have to move a lot of pieces in place first. Got to get the chessboard set up. And that's what you're, in my opinion, this is what you're seeing happening right now. We're seeing the shift to bringing in the wand, making it more prevalent. CBDC and central banks taking it on board and adopting it, getting in place to put it in position so that someday it'll be ready to pass the baton over. And then when it happens, everyone's like, oh, my God, what just happened? Like, no, it's not what just happened. It's been happening. It's in the process of being happening. You're seeing SWIFT system being shut down by Russia and other countries, only trading in gold and no longer in the U.S. dollar. That disconnect happened. Now you're seeing the one taking more prevalent. I mean, guys, it's right in front of you. Just pay attention. Open your eyes. It's happening. We're seeing this shift. We're seeing the, the end of the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency, the beginning of it. Now, I don't know how long this process is going to take. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you it's going to happen next week, next month, or next year. I have no idea. Maybe in the next few years. I don't know. But the, what I do see is the ship. To, you don't turn the Titanic quickly. It doesn't turn fast. Ships turn very slow, big ships like that. And that's what's happening here. You're seeing the shift happening in front of our eyes. You have time to prepare. As Billy says, don't get scared, get prepared. Exactly, Johnny Crypto. And one of the things we can do to prepare ourselves is try to understand why this shift is taking place. And what we experienced earlier this year was the U.S. flexed their financial muscles with the freezing of Russian foreign exchange reserves and countries, they didn't like that. Countries are going to diversify away from the dollar to be less exposed to Washington's direct power over the global financial system. 30 of the top central banks in the world were surveyed, and they all had this consensus that they do want to downsize the way that they're holding the dollar. Right now, the dollar is dominating this financial system. And one of the things they're publicly telling us is that over the next 10 years, we're going to see the dollar become less and less valuable, held by less and less central banks. And it's an extremely long process. I think this is something that's going to take well over a decade. It's not something that's going to happen next year or even in three or four years. It's a very slow, methodical process of downsizing from the dollar and moving into some of these other currencies. But I'd love to hear from you, Cashflow. As a European citizen, how do you feel about the massive inflation that's going on today and the fact that so many of these countries are willing to move away from the U.S. dollar and into these other currencies? Uh, you're muted, Andrew. A couple of things. Uh, I also hold uh, a lot of money in, uh, in, in dollars or USD, USDC. So actually, dollar is going up now. It's good for my, for my euros. But what I also see, why is the dollar going up? It is because a lot of countries must buy fuel. And fuel must be uh, 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 paid in dollars. So that's why the demand for dollars is going up. But what you, of course, already see is that, that, uh, that, that Putin already said, okay, if you want to buy my oil or my natural gas, you pay either in ruble or you pay, pay in gold or you pay in Bitcoin. And, and, and what you see is that we currently have, that, that's, that's uh, global economics. You see Russia, China, India, and Brazil, they are working now together for yeah, another type of currency. China will also join that, that club. So if you see, it, it, it's not sustainable that that Western Europe or, or Europe and, 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 and uh, Australia and, and the US, they dominate with their currency, the whole planet. But that's only one, one, one uh, how many people, billion? Well, there's only one billion people. We have six or seven billion people on the planet. So, and, and because there is much more communication, so more and more people and governments, etc., will become aware that they have to go away from the dollar. And yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it was already predicted that the dollar will go up, but that will be temporary until new systems will. And that's what also uh, Johnny said, it's not overnight. It will, it, will be, uh, it will be a slow process, but after a while, a new currency will just come in and the dollar will go down. And then maybe uh, in, in five years, when you look back, you think, uh, what happened? 
Exactly, so, Andrew. And I'd love to hear from Selman here because even though you're not a U.S. citizen, European inflation is reaching an all-time high, just like inside of our country. I'd love to hear what you're feeling as just a person with the impacts of inflation. Gas is up, groceries are up, all utility bills are up. How are you feeling it as an individual? Forget about crypto. Yeah, it's it's actually, I mean, I can't understand when people are stressed because we're investing in assets uh, to hedge against inflation. And guess what? Inflation was a better hedge against assets, so, <laughs> against Bitcoin, for example. If you see everything pretty much, um, it's a big question like, what can we do? Hey, there. Are, I learned something and, you know, I always knew. But then when I witnessed it right in front of my eyes, uh, some friend of mine, literally, they they found a great opportunity, bought their first business and they're making like net profit is huge. And I told you guys uh, last week and uh, this is insane. So, you know, we are trying to build something, of course, in a bear market. We see an opportunity. It's but it's maybe going to take longer. We don't know. But there are endless opportunities and just thinking, oh, God, we're, we're just uh, doomed. There is inflation. I don't know what to do. No, like literally don't don't look at what the government is doing, what the economy is look, uh, the econ economy looks like, whatever. Look at your own life. Look at your environment and what you can change now to make it better. Get a second job. Get a second, you know, passive income or sorry, not in, I mean, income source. Right. An income source that you can use to buy assets because we know these are cycles. And, you know, April brought it up cycles. Everything is cycles. Absolutely. And um, that's so true. So this is the moment where you want to do these uh, two two um, shifts. I did that 2020. I knew that there is going to be an opportunity. So I did like three different jobs to get money to invest in cryptocurrencies. And now, of course, you know, I feel feel like I'm, I'm, I feel lazy, but this is the time where you do want to do even more because this is the bear market that you haven't seen in 2020. And that's why I'm super bullish, actually. Of course, it's going to take time. That's why we're a little more chill. But in, uh, once we see the uptrend coming, once we feel like, wow, 2020, they're uh, pumping money again into the, into the economy, we know we're going to be super bullish. The market is going to be super bullish. So that's why. Currently, I feel like, you know, inflation, yes, feels sad. We get a little stress, but no, I see, I want to look at the long-term effect of that and we're going to make it look less, the last decades. There's always been these crisis uh, Did your grandma, your grandpa die of that or people around you. No, you're going to make it look at the micro and then the macro. 100% Salman. And one of the things that we know for sure is they're going to turn the printing press on at some point. But until they do, we're going to experience this bear market. And all we can do is take full advantage of it by purchasing a lot of these assets at a massive discount. But we're going to break down the relationship between the US dollar and Bitcoin. That's exactly what this article is here. Peter Brandit says the US dollar is breaking out. And here has here's how it affects Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. So we can clearly see a reverse correlation between Bitcoin and the DXY. Wherever the, D, wherever the U.S. dollar is showing strength in the market, Bitcoin tends to retrace. And whenever Bitcoin is showing strength, the dollar tends to retrace. Investors choose less volatile assets when the U.S. currency is strong, and they prefer making slow and steady income from tools such as bonds rather than exposing themselves to heavily risky markets like cryptocurrencies. I totally agree with this. When the dollar is outperforming, assets are underperforming, and that's what we're seeing in this market today. Andrew Cashflow, what does the strength of the, of the dollar say to you about the market is this market extremely undervalued? Is the dollar overvalued? What catches your attention here? Uh, mute button. My reaction to articles like this is the following. Don't focus on the short term. This is a short term thing. But what we should not forget about is, is that this dollar will also come down again. And inflation will go up, 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 up. So that means that uh, maybe you think that, that that Bitcoin will devaluate according to, uh, uh, to, to, to to the dollar, but that's not the case. Those projects, they will go on and on and on. And as soon as, as it becomes clear that the dollar is overvalued, yeah, which, which will happen after a while, then then the, 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 the cryptos will, will come up again. You know, it's all sentiment. And of course, there is a shortage of dollars at this moment in the in the in in the market so and, and next to that a lot of investors and and speculators they say okay i want to make the the, the most money 
uh, on the short term and and what you um yeah what, what you see is that of course crypto markets are the most liquid markets there are so if they need money yeah what can you sell the first yeah crypto so what's what's the what's the conclusion then crypto will go down so and that's exactly what we are in now so one one uh, event amplifies the other event and uh you know yeah i'm i'm, I'm not worried so much Yes. And one of the things I 100%, it took me a while to grasp this mentally, but the way our financial system works is it's like the tides. The tide comes in, they push liquidity and the markets are booming. What do they have to do? They have to suck liquidity out of the market in order for the dollar to recover its value. And that's what we're going through here. It's a very simple process of printing money, deflating the dollar, allowing the banks to not lend as much money, pulling dollars out of the economy. And that's going to increase the value of the dollar and lower the value of these assets. Do you guys have any closing comments on this discussion? Yeah, I want to say problem, reaction, solution. Problem is created. The reaction is a lot of inflation. Solution, CDBC. So that you can control the money even more. So they are now creating an environment that CDBCs will be accepted more and more because if the inflation is so high, they can give people directly money into their pocket. They get free money. When, when you have when you download the, the CDBC wallet, you maybe get uh, 25 or maybe $100 for free. So that will move everybody in the CDBC. And, and that, that, that's the whole game. That, Sell your freedom for $25. That's what I heard there, Andrew Cashwell. But I know Salman had a comment. Salman, I'd love to hear from you. The floor is yours. Yep, of course, guys. Don't forget that we're not just under, we're not underestimating the big impact that this recession could have, you know, on, on our economy, of course so many businesses will be wiped out but we believe in the software companies we believe in this technology and we're you know making these smart decisions and investing in our um you know favorite projects of course but of course this recession is definitely not something that is you know just a normal healthy pullback no it's going to be probably winter winter is going to be super super cold so but uh, I see a, I just want to mention that I see a bearish divergence on the dollar index and, uh, but it, it's on a higher time frame. And it looks like that next year in after the first quarter, we should see relief in the markets again. So up until then, of course, the bear market can, uh, could continue, but don't expect like, let's say all the cycle theories, everything isn't like work in place and uh, are in place. And we see, you know, the bottom uh, after the first quarter of 2023 don't expect like crazy bull runs uh, immediately no that means we bottom and slowly people will you know just like people become more and more bearish these days you're, you uh, you need to make them bullish again and that's going to take a while and then the greed will kick in probably end of 2023 or 2024 somewhere in 2024 we don't know but this is the time where you really want to lean back educate yourself and make these uh, smart moves. Of course, if you believe in, uh, you don't trust any exchanges, then of course you can, you know, send money immediately, buy the dip, and then you know, just like apps, you brought it up, which is also smart. Some people, you know, uh, leave just a little bit of money there and put limit orders. Uh, these are all different strategies, but you need to work on that on them. And um, yeah, the next bull run is yours. Johnny Crypto, what we're about to start breaking down right now is the competitive advantages that Cardano has. XRP has and Hedera Hashgraph have over Ethereum. We're about to listen to a clip from developers, but I want to go to you here really quickly. We talk about the long-term approach to these markets and you made a mistake with Amazon in the early 2000s that, well, could have made you a billionaire. And we're experiencing the same thing we're going through right now. How are you going to be approaching the market differently from where you were 20, 30 years ago, understanding that long-term wealth, it's built in time? Well, the difference this time around, you know, obviously after making a mistake like that, all these things are just learning opportunities. And so for me, it was just one of those things where I've learned that I need to have an exit plan, but not a hundred percent exit plan. I will never make that mistake again, especially in a emerging growing market. So we are in that, in that space. And so that means we don't have no clue where these things are going to go in the long run. So what you want to do or what I'm going to do is when I see profits, as someone always says, take profits. I will make sure that I'll have my Merlin app running. Guys, if you didn't sign up for Merlin, go to the Get Merlin uh, link and you can um, 
get on the wait list for that so you can um you can make sure that when we send out that notification, you get a free 30-day trial for that. But I'm going to make sure I've got an exit plan. It's going to probably be like a 50, 60, 70% exit plan where I'm going to take a good chunk of profit out. But I'm going to leave maybe 30, 40, 50% into the future because that was the mistake I made. If I had held on to some of that Amazon, yeah, I would be living a different life right now. Um, so I think that that's what I'm going to be doing this time around is I'm going to be holding on to some and carrying those bags with me beyond 2025, maybe even into 2030. I really think that we're just getting started in 2025. And I think the market, you know, 20 years later will fully develop into what it's going to be. And maybe you won't see real true, you know, high, high valuations until 2040, kind of like we're seeing with Amazon today. But that doesn't mean you can't make generational wealth along the way. And what's so exciting, Johnny, is that you're actually getting a unique opportunity to not only do it again, but do it better, right? Not only are you more wealthy this time around, but you're also far more educated. You have all this experience and you're going to apply that to the market today. And thank you for sharing with our listeners exactly how they can do the same thing you're doing. We got 216 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Drop, kick that like button. Please break your computer in the process. (laughs) We're about to show you guys an amazing video talking about the competitive advantage that Hedera Hashgraph has not only over Bitcoin, but over Ethereum. And we can apply this exact same concept that he's talking about to many of the other blockchains in this space. We're going to let this play and start off with comments from Selman. Here we go. Why Hedera? Why can't it be built on Bitcoin or Ethereum? A couple of reasons. One, those platforms are extremely uh, inefficient when it comes to energy consumption and usage. And the reason they're inefficient is because of the underlying technology. It's um, It makes it really expensive and unpredictable to use those platforms if you're building an application. If you're building an application as a developer, you're building a business, you need to be able to model what your cost of goods is going to be, your cost of the product. When it comes to those old school tech, like, like Ethereum, it's impossible to know how much it's going to cost to use the network because of the fluctuation in the token price. Selman, I'd love to go to you here because you, you on your NFT project, made the decision to move away from Ethereum and go to the XRPL for some of these very reasons. Not only is it easier to develop on, but some of the major advantages when it comes to transactions and using the smart contract protocols on these blockchains, well, they're night and day compared to Ethereum. So what catches your attention here? And do you think we're going to see more and more developers moving away from Ethereum and onto other blockchains such as Hedera, ADA, and XRP. Yep. Um, thank you for this question. Actually, this was the main reason why we moved uh, from Ethereum to XRPL. I mean, our community wanted it, and it was just a very smart move uh, because if you want to build your business on Ethereum right now, or uh, we don't know, like the Bitcoin Lightning Network is, of course, um, you know, planned to be also very efficient and uh, cheap, cost-efficient. But on Ethereum right now, uh, it's just absolutely insane. Like when the token price goes up and there is hype and a lot, I mean, not just hype, when there's so much activity going on on the chain, then of course gas fees uh, like go to the roof. Uh, And that's that's not only good for our customers or in this case, you know, our our community, but imagine I'm looking from a business uh, perspective, our customers would literally, you know, People have to pay. Imagine you want to do like a, you want to transfer 30 bucks or something, an asset that is worth 30 bucks. You need to pay 50 bucks in gas fees sometimes, right? And these days it was it, it was common. And that's the issue with that. But when you see Hedera Hashgraph, for example, XRPL way faster and it's pretty much, you know, the price and it's it doesn't fluctuate that much. That was, that was one of the main, main reasons why we, uh, made the decision to move on and um, ethereum of course you know for eight years they've been talking about eth 2.0 uh, and um it's been of course you know even now they delayed it again something happened so if you look at xrpl or um header hashgraph or other uh proof of stake um, um projects for example you see that they can actually work way more efficient way faster they get the, uh, these updates um, done way faster. And Ethereum for eight years is working hard on this, and it's just a mess. Um, I don't say that Ethereum is dead. No, I still believe Ethereum. Like, there is so much 
hot news around Ethereum right now, but I believe Ethereum is definitely, you know, even banks, businesses are deep in Ethereum, but I feel like it is still, it's going to lose a lot of its market shares to these uh, new projects. Uh, I mean, new projects, I mean, these new uh, evolving technologies, XRPL and Hedorashbev are definitely, or AVAX are definitely going to take a big, big portion of that market share. One thing I think is 100% certain is that Ethereum is going to have to go through a process of evolution here. If they're going to compete with Cardano, XRPL, Hedera, Hashgraph, whatever blockchain, Cosmos, you can name them all. They're going to have to improve their transaction, not only the speeds, but the cost of transactions. And I think we're going to see a process that they're going to go through right here. But we actually have a very interesting article from Cardano. As the Vasil upgrade goes live on the testnet, the Vasil hard fork will significantly enhance Cardano's performance and capability in line with consistent improvements to the network. This is going to be massive. And I think this is one of the biggest reasons we've seen institutions being more willing to adopt Cardano. They see the developers flooding in. They see the use cases being built out on this blockchain there's just so much adoption going on here. It's worth addressing. So the upgrade sets up the stage for features that will improve the blockchain's performance and interoperability. Cardano's approaching Vasil hard fork. What to expect breaks down that this is going to be the most significant network upgrade since the deployment of staking on the network. The Vasil upgrade is set to improve their previous protocols as the new upgrade will make it easier for developers to build more powerful decentralized applications on Cardano. There's also going to ensure higher transaction processing rates so that the so that the network stops being congested. Aside from improving smart contract features on the network, they're going through a phase of scaling up and optimizing the ledger, getting the most utility possible from not only this cryptocurrency, but the blockchain as a whole. Johnny Crypto, we'll start off with you, then go to Andrew Cashflow. What catches your attention here? And is this one of the reasons you've been so bullish on Cardano? Well, so a couple things. First of all, as just going back to the prior article is, when you look at like Hedera Hashgraph and these things, it's one of those things and in with Cardano too. The reason why I love these newer technologies is the older technologies always are trying to solve the, the main problem. So like when you had the development of the car, first thing is how do you turn a horse or cart wagon into a motor powered one? And that's a big challenge. And then you solve for that. And then when you solve for that, it's like, okay, now how do I make that more efficient? How do I add music? How do I add stereo? How do I make it better? Kind of a thing. So Ethereum and in, in, in Bitcoin were trying to solve something that the world had never seen before. And so it was good at its time. But now, you know, once you get you realize, like, oh, man, this thing's slow, it's inefficient. Now the next round comes in and makes it better. That's why I love Cardano, because that's how technology works. It's, it's iterations over the prior technology. One problem, you know, it's it's building blocks and, you know. The very first technologies are never the best. You you don't want to, um, um, they 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 will struggle. They will most likely either they will either evolve or they will get um, eaten up, right? And I think that's what you're going to see happen in some of these cases. So I love the fact that Cardano is solving the next level of problems for speed, Hedera, next level of problems for speed and efficiency and things like that. The big thing, Cardano, the reason why this upgrade is so important is when I talk to developers, they tell me that some of the code of the language, the way Cardano was developed was a little difficult. This Vasil project makes it simple. And simplicity is the key to life. People don't want to work hard. That's just the bottom line. People are lazy. And so the easier you make something, the better it's going to be, the more adoptable it's going to be, the more usable it's going to be. And that's what this Vagil, I don't know, Vagil. See, I don't know why you call it a stupid name. Vagil. It's, <laughs> it's so stupid. I keep thinking of the female woman's cleaning product. But anyway, um, is, is this going to be a big one, I think, for them? Because now, not only was it already the number one chosen developer platform, if they make it even simpler for developers to do it, it might explode even more than it already has. So, again, uh, I love Cardano. And I think I said as disclosure, I bought a shit ton more this weekend. Um, so, yeah, love Cardano. Andrew Castle, I'd love to hear from you here, but we are going to show this next article because it plays in perfectly to what Johnny Crypto said. Cardano hit 13,000 on GitHub commits in June, becoming the most developed project in the crypto industry. And I think in large part, this is due to many of the developments that we're watching take place today. So I think that some of the improvements that Cardano is going through, it's yet to experience its price appreciation from these upgrades. Andrew Cashflow, how do you feel about Cardano? Ah, mute button. It, it's it's a fantastic project. I, I, I already own it since um, I think uh, almost three years. So I mean, it was very, very tiny, tiny price. And what you see there is really those guys, they approach it like uh, yeah, the, 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 the old school 
very very uh, yeah very very basic approach of software development that is first make it work make it secure and then make it fast that's also what we always did in the past i have also a background of uh, about 30 years in uh, in it and that's what you see doing in uh, in, Carta in, uh, in cardano and that's what i like very much however cardano is not the only one who is doing that what what i for example see is and i'm a huge fan of the of the of the cosmos environment they have uh, have a concept not everything on the same blockchain but they just couple blockchains to each other and with their ibc inter-blockchain communication protocol a lot of projects can just connect to the 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 cosmos area or the cosmos environment and you see also now uh, uh, projects migrating from for example from ethereum not only to cardano but also to uh, to the to the area of, of cosmos for example sushi swap now announced that they will also connect to the ibc which by the way makes a bridge between uh, between ethereum and and, and the Cosmos environment, which, which is excellent. And, you know, Cardano is an excellent project. But when I see when, for example, Terra Luna went down, there was so much traffic on that network. The rest of the Cosmos area, no increased prices, nothing. Everything kept working smoothly, no, no surprises. So I think, uh, yeah, sorry for, for Vitalin uh, Buterin. He, he was, he's a brilliant guy. But yeah, he was also early with his with his design for for Ethereum, and I also feel a little bit sorry. But yeah, that that you know that that's the early early guys. They make the early mistakes, and newer projects they learn from the mistakes from earlier projects. And I mean, they, they are making a, a huge step now to go from from proof of work to proof of stake, which I very much like. But I'm not sure if it will happen in September, October, November, December, maybe next year. We will see. But next to that, yeah, I think there are also limits for, for Ethereum to grow, to grow the number of projects. And, and, and Andrew, just, just to ease your mind about Vitalik Buter, and I think he's made about $50 billion. So I'd save that sympathy for someone else. That's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, but he's also one of my heroes. You know, same like uh, like like other guys in this this area. They are heroes, and uh, I, I really uh, have, have high uh, respect for all those people that are the brill brilliant people. They they can think about these concepts. Actually, the whole the whole blockchain environment is one big database distributed over the whole world, and that's what I like the most. So because the database holds the the, the, the data and if we can distribute that in an excellent way nobody can argue anymore about what data is right or what data is wrong and that's what I like so much so so much about the difference between centralized and decentralized so you know I'm, I'm very enthusiastic about uh, about about all the all the concepts but um yeah we, we are going into a beautiful future and for me decentralized first, we must go decentralized in finance and if we are decentralized in finance then there are payment methods and from those payment methods you can build a lot of other stuff and that's why you see also that so many DeFi projects are, are coming up and other financial projects but then the real uh, 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 project will come up that that will have an uh, how do we call it the, the two passing uh, that, 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 that they have a utility for what, what they are doing on the on those blockchains and for me that is the future everything what will be in the past for example stocks and, and, and real estate and other stuff it will all become digitized and it will all become uh, 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 administered on the world database which is called the whole cloud of blockchains so and this, this is our future and that, 100 that's agree with you andrew 100 agree with you the world will be tokenized yeah. um there's also something i wanted to add real quick about the cardano hard fork update um which is going to based on the article it's going to take place next month right apps so cool so 
that basically means, guys, uh, so we're going to, you know, we're working on a uh, news analysis uh, course as well. So you, if you're in the academy, of course, you're going to be able to benefit from that as well. And as well, you know, in the collective ecosystem. So if you join the Discord. Um, so one thing that is uh, extremely, you know, uh, amazing of you know, if you want to do news analysis updates, guys, um, in a bull market, you can benefit a lot from that. Even in the bear market, you can make a little money uh, off of it. So it, whenever there is a hard fork, a hard fork update, that's a bullish scenario. And this means that, you know, this is like something where you want to buy the rumors and sell the news. And right after the hard fork update, I wouldn't suggest going all in immediately. No, because probably there is going to be price appreciation. Like within the next month, you could see um, if the market, you know, see it, let's say Bitcoin is consolidating, there is no FUD and slowly all altcoins are rising. You're going to see Cardano outperforming the market because of that news update. And that's going to create that hype around it, buy the rumors, sell the news. And when you see the metrics are also a little overheated on the micro trend, then of course you want to take some profit. So just wanted to bring that up. Hard fork, uh, hard fork updates are uh, bullish news updates. And you always want to do buy the rumors, sell the news. Whoop. Our next article for today is going to be a very interesting one for our Bitcoin holders as Visa is launching an exclusive no limit Bitcoin card in the UAE. You're going to be able to deposit your Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies in here and instantly transfer them to cash using this exclusive and and very it's actually very exclusive card here. All members need to do is simply load up their crypto through a web app and soon to come secure BitBlack wallet app. They're instantly going to be empowered to spend their crypto with the best conversion rates and highest spending limits in the markets. This is very exciting because it's creating more and more utility for all cryptocurrencies. It's not just Bitcoin. Johnny Crypto, any quick comments here? Yeah, I mean, just beating the dead horse here, as we talked about in the past, it's all about the more and more of these use cases. We're going to see more and more about these all the time. We'll bring them to you. But again, nothing special here other than the fact that it's just going to bring more credibility, more use factors as we see the adoption happening to Bitcoin and crypto in general. So just good news. I just want to continue to see these coming out. Exactly. More use cases and more development for Bitcoin as well as other cryptocurrencies. We're only going to see more of that going forward. But this article, well, this should catch your attention, Johnny. Ross Gerber says that Peter Schiff still hasn't figured out Bitcoin. He criticized not only his approach to cryptocurrencies, but his approach to tax evasion. So one of the things that um, Peter Schiff has been caught doing is that he moved to Puerto Rico for the tax benefits. And Gerber said that the gold bug has tried to talk him into moving to the Caribbean several times to no avail. Schiff's bank was allegedly used for money laundering funds and enabling tax evasion. The regulator stated that the financial commentators bank has a long history of non-compliance. The task force praised Puerto Rico's recent move, claiming that it will be a detergent for other tax dodging banking institutions. When Schiff was asked to comment, he told the New York Times that he did nothing wrong. This is very interesting because he's always criticized crypto for being involved with nefarious activity. Well, we've come full circle here, Andrew Cashflow. I'd love to hear some of your comments on Peter Schiff, who's been a public critic of nefarious activity in the crypto markets. Well, he's getting caught doing it in the regular financial system. Um, mute button. What, 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 what we say in the Netherlands, we say what a farmer doesn't know, he doesn't eat. And that means if you are not educated about uh, uh, about crypto, you think, what is this? Uh, look, look also at Warren Buffett. He said it's red poison, you know. And I I wouldn't doubt that also if Warren lives long enough, he will also turn because there is no escape. And also Peter Schiff, he he will get it in the end. Absolutely, I totally agree. Selman, one of the things that we can look at in this new financial system is actually more difficult to launder money. This is a huge misconception that you can use these blockchains to launder money. It's not really true. People get away with it, of course, but they do in our regular financial system. It's so easy to escape and get bills across the border. It's much difficult in a digital system. What does this article say to you about the long-term adoption of digital assets? Um, about money laundering, et cetera, you're absolutely right. It's, it's uh, People think, I mean, if you're laundering just 50 bucks of course you will find a way but like um if it's if we're talking about big sum of money of course no uh it is everything is trackable and it's just a you know a pain in the ass definitely definitely focus on um you know 
doing your taxes, uh, paying your taxes, etc. But what I can say is um, the government actually, even though they, they feel like cryptocurrency is not cool, cryptocurrency is definitely, you know, anti-government. I feel like, you know, imagine we are all public on a public ledger. It's just a code. Yes. So uh, randomly Johnny Crypto can't find me on the public ledger, but the government at the end will know because we do KYCs on all exchanges, etc. They they see everything. And this time it's going to be even more public. Literally, they can easily track everything. It's publicly available. It's on a ledger. That's why, you know, it's actually kind of also we're giving away our freedom, kind of like that privacy thing is kind of fading away. But because of KYC, etc., and KYC is going to come, uh, whether you want it or not, you know, uh, MetaMask is centralized, Zoom wallet, all of them, right? I'm talking about like Zoom wallet and XRPL, all these wallets, these are just, you know, uh, businesses that created these products. But at some point, yes, they want you to do KYC in order to use that service. So um, whether you like it or not, digital assets, you know, um, the privacy issue of that is still like an ongoing thing. And I don't have like a clear answer to that apps, but I feel like um, the government will uh, not only with CBDCs, but in general, they, they love it. They love um, that we're moving everything to the digital space. Exactly. Hey. <clears throat> Go ahead, Johnny. You know what? I think I figured out why Schiff hates, hates crypto now so much. You know, this, this makes sense now, you know, he can't, with Bitcoin, he can't launder all his money. <laughs> it's easy trackable. So he's like, ah, yeah, that's why he hates cryptocurrency because he can't he can't lie steal and cheat so uh that's very very interesting so we got you Shif. now we know why you're a gold bug and why you hate crypto so what ross tweeted out last night is that peter Schiff seems to be having some run-ins with some serious tax evasion problems he's tried to sell me on moving to puerto rico several times and he still hasn't figured out bitcoin so i think it's fair to say shots were fired last night but we are going to jump into our last article for today which is some xrpl development news as Ripple wants to bring enormous DeFi potential to the XRPL via Uniswap. And this is going to be very exciting because the XRP, as prominent and as great as it is, it's still going through a process of evolution and it's still growing as a blockchain. That's what we're witnessing here. Ripple is currently considering adding the AMM feature to its network. XLS30D proposal seeks to introduce an automated market maker to the XRPL blockchain. This is believed to have enormous potential for the network. Automated market makers enable crypto assets to be traded without permission and conventional order books. Trading occurs automatically using pools of available tokens referred to as liquidity pools. Selman, we got to go back to you here because you changed your NFT project from Ethereum to the XRPL. I'm sure you can break down many of the competitive advantages that we're seeing here. But how do you feel about this automatic market makers update and what do you think this will mean for the XRPL going forward? Hey, I can tell you one thing, guys. First of all, XRPL. I gotta be honest with you. Um, my, the bullish thing and the negative thing that I want to bring up uh, with regards to XRPL, XRPL as of right now, compared to other blockchains, in my opinion, is like the caveman era. Literally, it's like in the process, as you mentioned, it's so far behind. But I truly believe I see what they're doing, and um, I truly and the money that they're investing. By the way, it's a huge number. I personally believe. It's not about the speed or the competition here or like who's going to be at first, like who's going to be the pioneer. No, it's about learning from others, all the mistakes and then creating a better product. Right. And um, taking time because technology takes time. Johnny Crypto brought it up multiple times in the past. And um, so that is why, like right now, of course, like building on XRPL is boring. I, I, I can tell you it's boring, um, but. I know that in the long run, any project even right now building on XRPL, it's going to be a fantastic thing. You're going to be, you know, you're going to feel blessed that you've been here early and uh, or invested early. So I believe that AMM um, is going to be a big deal. We, we've seen on the Cosmos ecosystem, Andrew Cashflow could also uh, agree with me. Osmosis, for example, great, uh, you know, automatic, uh, automated market makers, great uh, products. And, you know, services um, offered there. I feel like their um, XRPL is copying from, from these major AMMs and uh, building something better. Uh, we don't know how it's going to look like. The interface is important. That's why I'm like, you know, let's lean back and see what's going to happen. 
but I feel like you need to give it some time. XRPL is very far behind, but it is probably, I'm betting on the future, it's going to be one of the best performing blockchains and ecosystems in this uh, in this space. Awesome. Thank you so much, Selman. And we got 197 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button. Tomorrow, we have Tony Edward joining the podcast. He's interviewed Brad Garlinghouse. He's interviewed many of the prominent figures in this space. But we're going to close this thing off the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us.